First up, let's speak to Adrian Frost of Artemis Investment Management. Adrian, welcome to you. Thanks, Chris. Adrian, your fund has produced a double-digit return year to date. Perhaps you could remind listeners of the investment style that you adopt and how this impressive performance has been achieved. Yes, it's been a good year so far. And uh, to be fair, it's been a year that's favoured our, our style. I think as investors have seen that bond markets don't go up forever and they've started to lose money in bonds, in fact, they have been keener on on portfolios that actually offer a decent yield. And our approach is actually, yes, to offer a decent yield, to, but to make sure that yield is underpinned by strong cash flow. And the stocks we own have attractive valuations on a cash flow basis. So that's been helpful. And I'd say that it's probably unusual to have such a strong market and to have income funds doing well. But I think that's just a phase we're in. And I think you said earlier in the year that the market is being driven upwards by by what isn't happening, rather than any particular positive catalyst. Clearly, economic news has got a bit better since earlier on the year. But do you believe that's still the case? No, I don't, actually. I think uh, you're... Well, we like a change in view. That's, that's right. News. I think you're right to identify that that was a particular chapter we went through where, I think, to put it crudely, everyone thought the world was going to end, and, and it didn't. And I think that's really... People are now a lot more relaxed about the role of central banks and their ability to to step in if things actually start to deteriorate. So I think for the market to make progress from here there has to be some evidence that that stimulus is feeding its way through into some earnings growth for companies and at various different levels, some wage growth for employees and better levels of employment. So I think we have to get into the virtuous circle of actually getting some growth from here because we can't rely on on the things that have helped us in the last 18 months. And how does that relate in the balance of the opportunities in UK shares you're seeing relative to the opportunities in, in international shares? I think it's, we need to be clear about the way we look at our UK and international balance. I think at face value, you think, well, we must be making choices about international markets versus the UK market. When in effect, what we're doing, we're using the international markets to provide us with a wider range of alternatives to areas of the UK market that might be overvalued or crowded. So typically, uh, when you look at our overseas portfolio, it's a combination of cheaper but better alternatives in things such as telecoms and pharmaceuticals, laced with the occasional unique opportunities. So what would be a good example of that, Adrian? Deutsche Post is a good example. We've made about 70% on that. And that's a unique opportunity because there's no equivalent in the UK. Although having said that, uh, the Royal Mail has certain similarities and will be coming our way soon. So on the question you originally asked, it's not really an asset allocation decision between markets. It's actually looking for the sorts of stocks we like. And we're agnostic about the territory. We just want to find the best value for our portfolio. And similarly, in respect of the, the levels of cash in the portfolio, I, I, I've always considered that cash is a residual of, of, of the availability of investments. But there have been periods of time during the year when cash levels have been higher. Is, is, is that a result of the, the lack of opportunity you're finding at that point? You know, I think there are moments when uh, a fund manager should put their hand up and say, do you know what, that, that hasn't worked out. And what hasn't worked out here is that ordinarily, even when markets are rising, uh, they don't do it on a month-on-month basis, and mm. uh, and you get buying opportunities. So what we've done there is that we've actually had a sort of stash of cash, as it were, to use when we've uh, seen market opportunities. 
this number might not be quite quite be right, but I think the market's risen on sort of 11 straight months out of the last 13. And so there's been very, very few opportunities to buy. So we put our hands up and say, you know, whilst performance has, has been good, with the benefit of hindsight, we've had a bit too much cash through that period. But it's not been a significant detractor to performance. No, not period. significant. But nevertheless, we're always trying to get as much right as we can. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's move on to talk about a few of the stocks in the portfolio. I think there's been some changes since we since we last spoke. I'll start with some of the new additions. I think you've added uh, Reed Elsevier and SSE over the over the past period of time. Perhaps you could briefly describe what attracts you to those shares. Yes, I mean, Reed actually has been a position, but we've 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 boosted it quite considerably in the last six months or so. You know, what we're always looking for in a share is uh, something on a an attractive free cash flow, as I said earlier, and the free cash flow yield on yield is uh, on Reed is about seven percent. And if you've got good cash flow which is growing, then the dividend decision becomes so much easier. And when you look at the nature of Reed's activities, they're very repeatable. Not growing terrifically fast, but growing without actually requiring much new investment. And so when I sit there and say, well, where is Reed going to be in five years' time and what's the cash flow and the dividend going to look like, I come out with a pretty rosy picture. SSE is not as good as that, but I think is in a particular point in its cycle where it's made a lot of investments into power markets in the UK, which are now beginning to bear return. At the same time, as you would have read quite widely, there's not been enough investment in the power infrastructure in the UK. So that means that actually the pricing environment is better than it's been for some time. Mix that together with a pretty good yield, which actually has grown very consistently over time. And it's not going to be the most exciting investment in our portfolio, but it's a very, very credible steady eddy. And at the same time, you've reduced your holdings in tobacco companies. Now, tobacco companies have been traditionally uh, large holdings for for income funds. Why have you decided to move out of uh, the shares in this part of the market? Yeah, that is something which we've spent a lot of time on in uh, in recent months for the simple reason that, you know, on the face of it, the tobacco industry looks to have been, well, has been a very good investment. But when you stop to scratch the surface, the thing about tobacco is the volume declines have been pretty significant year on year for some time so they are selling less cigarettes but the pricing power has been very strong and you know that's continuing as we speak and investors assume that's going to continue the thing which we are just a bit cautious about is the impact of e-cigarettes that really you know it is growing a bit faster than people think it will be a thorn in the tobacco company's side And it might actually not convey the same amount of pricing power as we've had historically. So we've taken the view that actually the shares are reasonably well priced anyway. So let's just retreat until we've got a clearer idea because this could be a game changer. So in summary, I think what you're saying is more the same, more the same cash flow analysis, more the same due diligence on on companies in the portfolio, portfolio being built on a stock by stock basis. Is there anything that could change that? No, I don't think so. We're looking for companies whose characteristics are are enduring and on the whole pretty defensive. And, you know, the biggest sin that they have is when markets get somewhat speculative and, and overbought, these things can look a bit pedestrian. But over time, their virtue is that they really tick away like a very reliable engine, grow your income and actually grow your valuation. Adrian, fascinating as ever. Thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. 
Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.